It's high noon. It's Mutiny Radio. It is time for the AltaCast. Ooh, well, hey, I made it here on time. Impressive. It's not a CPCL today, um, unfortunately. I love CPCL so much. Choose poetry, choose life. Actually, you can listen this Saturday at high noon. It's the last of the slammy Saturdays where we have a little open mic slam and then we have a voting and a contest and everybody does poems and three people are chosen and they're going to be at the hot shit round, which will be the following Saturday. And it's all the free fringe from Edinburgh, but it's all online, zoomy, zoomy, zoom. So we're doing it here too. Now, one of the shows in that, one of our CPCL people, two of them, Aaron Gannon and AJ, uh, read together this amazing poem, uh, Cougar Lady poem. She'll talk about it in a second. I should have the name memorized. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible host today. Big night last night. Don't remember a lot of it. All right. Did I perform at Neck of the Woods? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Did I leave my credit card there? I think so. Hmm. Bad Pam. All right. Uh, this is. We're gonna see how this works. Please enjoy. No, it's only two. The queen of the lizard lounge. If you owned a bar, you would so paint your picture. Cougar bounds through the doors when a way lady opens it. On the wall opposite where everyone entered. Cougar has been in the lizard lounge before and she smiled. Replete with evil slithering. An ex-groupie. The bitch living here put a painting of herself in the doorway. You're positive. And who wouldn't buy a shithouse bar? A 50-year-old woman. Unnaturally red hair. Blonde streaks. In a shithole town. And then sit. And then wait. Down to her hourglass ass. Covered in green scales. A massive tail. And who was to know that meth would destroy. Twisting behind her, erecting itself amongst reptilian barked trees. Everything. You contemplate this unusual proclamation. Queening over the night in the painting and presumably the bar. You look for a ring that might be kissed, a sign declaring queendom. On her face, her wrinkles so visible as to have been painted intentionally. Her thin, screwed-up smile stiffens your veins. So smug, 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 Cougar knows there is no fun. And her gluing blue eyeshadow does not match the green of her scales. At the lizard lounge when its queen is about. There are so many ghosts in here, you think all... Cougar remembers the people she trapped into the walls by painting them into... The tables are busy, but silent. Ghosts painted in the walls. Booths as customers in happy poses. A glass of wine half lifted here. Damned if she doesn't look like she is the only fish. Half a pile of mashed potatoes on a plate there and always 
big state. <laughs> in a dried up pond and the happier for it. On their way to the Grand Canyon, her smiling cracker barrel friends. But that is just the beginning. She is jealous of her subjects as they succumb to her misery. Because the cactus soup is fabulous. Right. Well, that was rad. I thought maybe there was more, but there's not. I was hoping there would be the full, huge, long poem, but it was just a snippet of it. So there is a snippet for you for the future to be excited about. And it's so crazy because it was such a big file and it was such a small thing. But, you know, such is. Uh, all right, so you are listening to the AltaCast. I have no idea what I'm going to do for you here today. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Uh, so maybe I will find some music for y'all, some stuff that I like to listen to. All right, uh, we're going to listen to some Cope and then we'll be back.
feel at home. How about you? It's our first single in England. It's called Fallout. Nice and slow.
This next tune is called There's a Hole in My Life. How you doing? You all right? Swift drink of artful scenin'. We never do this on a real gig. Why don't you see a good, yeah? Nine? Yeah, good.
tune's called Peanuts.
two picks. That was uh, The Police live at the uh, Beat Club 1978. That was fun. I like that. I like The Police a lot. You still like them? Still going through a phase? <laughs> no, I, I really I really do uh, love old police stuff. Go Stuart Copeland. That's fun. What else do we want to listen to? I don't know. Let's figure it out together. I was just going through my schedule and realizing that I have an absurd amount of shows the rest of this month and I'm still trying to put this festival together. I'm like, I feel like a crazy person. Okay. Listen to some music and we'll be back.
on Artbound. A flashback episode from KCET's vaults, featuring a live reading from the iconoclast poet, Charles Bukowski. I guess we have different hangovers at different times. <laughs> I guess That's so. All. Yeah. So, yeah, well. You're a modern poet? Yeah, you should buy some of my, my name's Bukowski. Bukowski. Buy my books, B-U-K-O-W-S-K-I. B-U? Buke, to rhyme with puke, yeah. Bukowski. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Bukowski. Let me sit here and drink beer. <laughs> you want some poems? Beg me. <laughs> Amplitude, do you hear me? All right. I look good. That's better. <laughs> okay, let's get started. What the hell? Come on. Let's collect our money and get the hell out of here and really make it. Number one, the rat. With one punch, at the age of 16 and a half, I knocked out my father. A cruel, shiny bastard with bad breath. And I didn't go home for some time. Only now and then to try to get a dollar from dear mama. It was 1937 in Los Angeles, and it was a hell of a Vienna. I ran with these older guys, but for them it was the same. Mostly breathing hard air and robbing gas stations that didn't have any money. And a few lucky among us worked part-time as Western Union messenger boys. We slept in rented rooms that weren't rented, and we drank 
ale and wine with the shades down, being quiet, quiet, and then awakening the whole building with a fist fight, breaking mirrors and chairs and lamps, and then running down the stairway just before the police arrived. Some of us soldiers of the future running through those empty, starving streets and alleys of Los Angeles, and all of us getting together later in Pete's room, a small cube of space under a stairway. There we were, packed in there, without women, without cigarettes, without anything to drink, while the rich pawed away at their many choices and the young girls left them, the same girls who spit at our shadows as we walked past. It was a hell of a Vienna. Three of us under that stairway were killed in World War II. Another one is now a manager of a mattress factory. <laughs> Me, I'm 30 years older. The town is four or five times as big, but just as rotten. And the girls still spit on my shadow. Another war is building for another reason. I can hardly get a job now for the same reason I couldn't then. I don't know anything. I can't do anything. Sex? Well, just the old ones knock on my door after midnight. I can't sleep and they see the lights and are curious. The old ones, their husbands no longer want them. Their children are gone. If they show me enough good leg, the legs go last, I go to bed with them. So the old women bring me love and I smoke their cigarettes as they talk, talk, talk. And then we go to bed again and I bring them love. And they feel good and talk until the sun comes up, then we sleep. It's a hell of a Paris. Yeah, this is it. This is the neighborhood. You know, I was a postal clerk and a carrier. I've been around, I know this town. I, I used to carry, I probably carried mail right on this street half a dozen times. I used to work all the stations as a sub. Yeah. I'll probably carry this, this street right here, you know. I know the town. For how long? Oh, I, I only carried three or four years. I was a clerk the rest of the time. But still, you know it that way. You learn the zone numbers. You get the stink of L.A. in your bones, you know? You know it. I think if I went to any other town, I couldn't write. You know, I got my roots on in. Post office was a hard gig, you know? I'd work all night, you know, 11 years clerking. Then I had to write. Get up and start drinking and writing, then go to work. Same thing, get up, drink and write. I had a little luck. Finally, I had to quit. You know why? I couldn't lift my arms anymore. They wouldn't lift up after a night's work. So I said, either got to get out of there or die, go crazy. 
I've been lucky. I get the rent, minor royalties, 20, 25 buck checks, you know, underground newspapers. Yeah, I make it. I don't know how long it's gonna last. It's more real than what I was doing. At least it's all my time, you know? I get up when I want. I think the gods have been kind of good to me. Just kept me where I belong. Kept me where I belong. Not too much. Just right, you know? I can walk down the street, nobody knows me. Except the guys in the liquor store, they read something in the LA Times. Something came out. I go in for a beer, you know, buy some beer. This guy says, Wings of Song. He knows me. But anybody else, they don't know me. They don't know who the hell I am, and it's good. It's good. Look, he told me, all those little children dying in the trees. And I said, what? And he said, look. And I went to the window, and sure enough, here they were hanging in the trees, dead and dying. And I said, what does it mean? And he said, I don't know, it's authorized. The next day I got up and they had dogs in the trees, dead and hanging and dying. And I turned to my friend and I said, what does it mean? And he said, don't worry about it. It's a way of things. They took a vote. It was decided. And the next day it was cats. I don't see how they caught all those cats so fast and hung them in the trees, but they did. And the next day it was horses, and that wasn't so good because many branches broke. <laughs> branches broke. <laughs> and after bacon and eggs the next day, my friend pulled his pistol on me across the coffee and said, let's go. And we went outside. And here were all these men and women in the trees, most of them dead or dying. And he got the rope ready, and I said, what does it mean? And he said, it's authorized, constitutional. It passed the majority. And he tied my hands behind my back, then opened the noose. I don't know who's going to hang me, he said, when I get done with you. I suppose when it finally works down, there'll be just one left, and he'll have to hang himself. <laughs> suppose he doesn't, I asked. He has to, he said. It's authorized. <laughs> oh, I said, well, let's get on with it. <laughs> Someday, people are going to realize that L.A. is the place. I bummed all over the world, man. You can't beat L.A. I can fool anybody in this town, man. In Chicago, I'd be dead in three days. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, this is this is a town where you can hustle, you can lay on some guy's rug for uh, four or five days, and you phone another phone number, you can lay on some other guy's rug. You know, I haven't done it, but I mean, it can be done. It gives you the feeling of security. People here are uh, kind of open, you know. Like in New York, man, you get down to your last dime, they're gonna stomp your head in. Just an older culture, they do those things. L.A.'s a wonderful town. A wonderful town? It is, man. I like, I like the way the street lights shine. I like, the, I like Sunset Boulevard. See that guy going? I feel good. I like this town. It's great. Come on, madam. Go!
What are you sitting there for? Stop it. Go to Chicago. Did you see that? I bet he, I bet he was a tourist or something. It doesn't say hotel, it says hot. Hell. Live nudes on stage. Let's go, fella. Let's shoot him. Hey! Oh, come on, let's get our chicken and keep quiet. Is this good stuff? Oh, it's as good as you can get in Hollywood. Uh, give us the... Got the king shot, king size, king size box, 189, five gold trip, sauce, French fries, coleslaw, two hot rolls, and a woman, right? Man mowing the lawn across the way from me. I watch you walking with your machine. Ah, you're too stupid to be cut down. You're too stupid to let anything enter you. The girls can't use their knives on you. They don't even want to. All their sharpness is wasted on you. You're interested in baseball games and Western movies and grass blades. Can't you just take one of my knives? Here's an old one stuck into me in 1955. She's dead now, it wouldn't hurt much. I wouldn't give you this last one, I can't pull it out yet. But here's one from 1964. How about taking this 1964 one from me? Man mowing the lawn across the way from me, don't you have a knife in your gut where love left you? Man mowing the lawn across the way from me. Don't you have a knife in your heart where love left you? Man mowing the lawn across the way from me. Don't you see the young girls walking down the sidewalks with the knives in their purses? Don't you see their beautiful asses and knees and ankles and eyes and dresses and motions? Man mowing the lawn across the way from me. Is that all you see, those grass blades? Is that all you hear, the turning of the mower? I can see all the way to Italy, to Japan, to the Honduras. I can see the young girls sharpening their knives in the morning and at noon and at night, and especially at night. Oh, especially at night. I have lots of trouble with my women, you know. They read my poetry and I read all these profundities. Oh, well, call them that. Then, you know, you get in bed with them, you talk with them, you live with them four or five days, and they're waiting for you to say these grand statements. You know, you march across the room and you're supposed to say, death has 12 wings like the angel of hell. But you, people aren't built that way. You say, hey, baby, uh, why don't you make me a cup of coffee? Well, that's not very poetic. And they don't understand that. They, they read your poetry and they expect you to go marching around with flames coming out of your ass and your ears, making all these statements. Well, human nature's not like that. 
Because you save your you save your balls and your juice for that typewriter. Discovery Plus is here. No, no commercials. I'm sorry about that, people. Sorry. Style. Style is the answer to everything. A fresh way to approach a dull or dangerous thing. To do a dull thing with style is preferable to doing a dangerous thing without it. To do a dangerous thing with style is what I call art. Bullfighting can be an art. Boxing can be an art. Loving can be an art. Opening a can of sardines can be an art. Not many have style. Not many can keep style. I have seen dogs with more style than men. Although not many dogs have style. <laughs> Cats have it with abundance. When Hemingway put his brains to the wall with a shotgun, that was style. Or sometimes people give you style. Joan of Arc had style. John the Baptist, Christ, Socrates, Caesar, Garcia Lorca. I've met men in jail with style. I've met more men in jail with style than men out of jail. Style is a difference, a way of doing, a way of being done. Six Hurons standing quietly in a pool of water. Are you walking out of the bathroom naked without seeing me? Do I know you? <laughs> Don't push me around, baby. I'll, I'll dick. Never mind. <laughs> One more beer. I'll take you all, all of you. <laughs> God, all you guys belching and puking. You guys are drunker than I am. What the hell? <laughs> Jesus. Liquor's like a symphony or like a classical song or something. You don't use it as a downer, you use it as to leap up into the sky or when you're in pain or when you're, we have depression. You use it to, to get yourself out of the common. I'm so tired of people who are sober every day. I can't understand people who are just walking up and down sober and they, they live and they die their lives and never get drunk, they never get sick, they never have hangovers. Just go around drinking fruit juice, eating eggs, bacon, uh, cauliflower. They never get up, they never get down, they never get sick, they never get high, they never go crazy. A woman, a tire that's flat, a disease, a desire, 
fears in front of you, fears that hold so still you can study them like pieces on a chessboard. It's not the large things that send a man to a madhouse. Death he's ready for, or murder, incest, robbery, fire, flood. No, it's a continuing series of small tragedies that send a man to the madhouse. Not the death of his love, but a shoelace that snaps with no time left. The dread of life is that swarm of trivialities that can kill quicker than cancer and which are always there. License plates or taxes or expired driver's license or hiring or firing, doing it or having it done to you. Or constipation, speeding tickets, rickets or crickets or mice or termites or roaches, or flies, or a broken hook on a screen, or out of gas, or too much gas. The sink stopped up, the landlord's drunk, the president doesn't care, and the governor's crazy. <laughs> or making it as a waitress at Norm's on the split shift, or as an emptier of bedpans, or as a car wash, or a busboy, or a stealer of old ladies' purses, leaving them screaming on the sidewalks with broken arms at the age of 80. Suddenly, two red lights in your rearview mirror and blood in your underwear. <laughs> and there's always crabs and ingrown toenails and people who insist they're your friends. There's always that and worse, leaky faucet, Christ and Christmas, Blue salami, nine-day rains, 50-cent avocados, and purple liverwurst. <laughs> With each broken shoelace, out of 100 broken shoelaces, one man, one woman, one thing enters a madhouse. So be careful when you bend over. Everybody was disgusted with poetry. You know, when I was a kid, the poet is a sissy. The poet, the poet's nothing. And it was true. They were, they are, a lot of them. Not meaning being a sissy. Uh, by sissy, I mean they're missing the point, you know? Like guys are, are, are fighting in the schoolyard, and one guy gets a punch in the mouth, and, and you're watching this. Uh, Another guy gets his head pushed down in a fountain. He comes up with a mouthful of blood. These things are never explained, you know. The realities were never explained. Everything was hidden in poetry. The reason I kept writing was because, not because I was so good, but because they were so damn bad. Yeah. Some of these poems are serious. And I have to apologize for those because I know most crowds don't like serious poems. But I've got to give you a sum now and then to show that I'm really not a beer drinking machine. Yeah, okay. I'm begging the question. Forget it. The last days of the suicide kid. 
I can see myself now, after all these suicide days and nights, being wheeled out of one of these sterile rest homes. Of course, this is only if I get famous and lucky by a subnormal and bored nurse. There I am sitting upright in my wheelchair, almost blind, eyes rolling backward into the dark part of my skull, looking for the mercy of death. Isn't it a lovely day, Mr. Bukowski? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the children walk past and I don't even exist. And the lovely women walk by with big hot hips and warm buttocks and tight hot everything, praying to be loved and I don't even exist. It's the first sunlight we've had in three days, Mr. Bukowski. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there I am, sitting upright in my wheelchair, myself whiter than a sheet of paper, bloodless, brain gone, gamble gone, me, Bukowski gone. Isn't it a lovely day, Mr. Bukowski? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pissing in my pajamas, slop drooling out of my mouth. Two young schoolboys run by. Hey, did you see that old guy? Christ, yes, he makes me sick. <laughs> After all the threats to do so, somebody else has committed suicide for me at last. The nurse stops the wheelchair breaks a rose from a nearby bush, puts it in my hand. I don't even know what it is. It might as well be my pecker for all the good it does. Of course, that's never going to happen, you know. <laughs> something else occurred to me now since you guys want to listen to things I feel like throwing this beer right in your face why? I'll tell you why I always thought sometime in my life this time might come a little bit like guys marching in on me with cameras and all that somehow I almost felt it and knew it I was always going to crash it down and say, jammed up your ass. You know, uh, they got to me too late. I don't think I can be destroyed, basically. I don't think they could destroy me. I'm too strong. They came too late with too little. The young blondes with the tight came too late. The cameras came too late. Don't grin at me like that, it's true. They came too late, I'm too strong. The gods have really put a good shield over me, man. They really have. I've been toughened up at the right time and the right place. Or so goes the delusion. But I really feel it. The gods have been good to me. They really have. They're still good to me. Christ, I've got it.
That was pretty rad, huh? <laughs> that was uh, created and produced by Taylor Hackford. And uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, I just took a <coughs> huge bong rip. <coughs> sorry, everybody. Oof. That's cool. All right, you're listening to the AltaCast. I played some Police, and then I played some Bukowski stuff. I, I'm like, I'm all over the place today. Who knows, you know, what I'm, what I'm up to. What time is it? One eleven. Ooh, uh, on one of the, like, my clocks. Uh, all my clocks are different. <laughs> There's one over there that says 420. One eleven is one of my favorite times during the day and night. Also, 11.11 is a happy time for me. Because I ascribe meaning to numbers and words. There are signs and symbols if you choose to see. I wrote that in a poem once. Uh, I really do love Charles Bukowski. And big thanks to Scott Walker of Flat Black Plastic. He's been giving me a ton of Bukowski material. Um, he recently gave me uh, Play the Piano Like a Percussion Instrument play the piano drunk like a percussion instrument till the fingers bleed a bit. And that has one of my favorite poems of all time in it, Some Picnic. And then he just recently gave me Ham on Rye, which I haven't read, reread in a long time. I also enjoyed Pulp by him, which is a really, it was kind of, he wrote it about his, his own death, really. I think it's all about hell and say It's a really, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Well, I like everything he does. Okay, I'm going to look for something else. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, at 2 o'clock today, I think. The Sheriff of Truth is coming in. I certainly hope she is. Uh, If not, you know, we'll figure something out together. All right, uh, listen to some Cope while I figure out what I'm doing with my life. What did I land on, you ask? Well, Paul's Boutique, one of my favorite albums of all time. Just going to play it because I want to listen to it right now. So enjoy.
Diamond. No, mine's Clarence. From downtown Manhattan. The village. My style's wild, and you know that it's still. This snowbag's nothing, and you're doing the ball. Say, yo, Roba.
commercials at Mutiny Radio. Keep enjoying the Beastie Boys. Big 
with MailChimp's customer journey smart. Ah! Even when they... Okay, sorry about that.
Grammarly helps make your writing. Ah, uh, uh, man. Gosh darn them, these dang ads. Sorry, guys. I'm a terrible person. Bad, bad DJ. <laughs>
the best in men's clothing. Paul's Boutique. All right, there it was. Paul's Boutique, everybody. Um, I love, 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 love Paul's Boutique. One of my favorite albums of all time for anything, really. Um, Latoya's Jar for Truth is here, so at 2 o'clock we're going to be... Some call me Timming. And until then, enjoy these commercials. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of... Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song.
Oh, uh, uh, let's watch full length movie. All right, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, uh, see you next month. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I told you. Can I see? Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time.